Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Buffer, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to uh, Gatecast. I suppose, odd reference to those of you who've read George Orwell, episode 101. Hello, everybody. Yep, we're uh, past 100 now, or on episode 101, as Alan says. And if you don't get the reference, shame on you. Shame indeed. Yes, you should read more. Some of the classic literature, he says, not actually having read the book himself. <laughs> <laughs> and a tweet which came in after we announced we'd started recording, but before we actually officially started recording, from Splatterson GWC. By the way, not all women drill over shanks. Some of us prefer RDA. RDA at the level we're at now, I can nearly understand. RDA at the SGE level, I think not. <laughs> RDA as MacGyver. <laughs> Mullet man. Yes. <laughs> Him and Pat Sharp really had it going on. <laughs> and now for some reason my brain's decided to rickroll me. Do what to you? My brain decided to rickroll me. Never going to give you up. Rick Ashley? Yes. Oh, that's when you... Yes. You I click on a we... link to something you think is yes. cool. That's five seconds of cool and then boom. Halfway through it turned into Rick Bloody Ashley. <laughs> yeah, being Rick Roll. Highly successful singer, though. Yes, true. Yeah. Out of the Stock Aiken and Walkman. Oh, yeah. Kids, for those of you under 30, that would be the 80s precursor to the likes of that talentless <laughs> Simon Cowell. <laughs> As my friend says, you're going to get splinters in your arse sitting on that fence, Alan. Say what you think. My name is Lou Sitzma. I'm the one responsible. I introduced Karen to Farscape. She got sucked into the series big time. Now we're doing this podcast together. I've created a monster. Reviewing all 88 episodes and the four-hour miniseries. That's a lot of podcasts. At the end, will it be enough for her? It has to be. But the thing that scares me most? My biggest fear. Is by the time we get to the end... Hope we can make it. Will the two of us still be on talking terms? It could get ugly. Good thing the journey is sure to be a blast. Lots of great scaper conversations. Captured in these chronicles, so you can know the wondrous things that we've heard. Put on your leather pants and reload your pulse pistol. I'm on another planet. What the frill? I hate this stuff. Chicks love it. Can I get a hell yeah! It's my duty, my breeding since birth. It's what I am. You can be more. Escape Cast, your guide to the wonders of Far Escape. Listen to the Scapecast Chronicles at scapecast.org. So have you seen the Sons of Anarchy thing that half the GW series are banging on about? Yeah. Is that any good? It's very good. Could you synopsize in two sentences? A small American town, local biker gang do gun running and uh, protection. It's basically their story as it revolves around uh, the locals and the sheriff department and outside law enforcement agencies. Ron Perlman is a star. Hmm. Good show. 13 episode seasons. Bit of sex, a bit of language, a bit of violence. Good stuff. <laughs> Sorry. There. Although I suppose the word room might have fit in before that. Uh, no, right. Assume any button who's ever read 1984 will get the reference. Mm. Griswold 247? Griswold, Griswold. Why is the name Griswold there ring bells? You mentioned him last week. Yes, but specifically the name Griswold has a sci-fi reference. Uh, mm, nothing springs to mind. 
Like something from a 1930s Ealing comedy or something like that. Griswold Public Library has a science fiction section. <laughs> My Angel Death, Harmony Griswold, sci-fi fantasy earth. Marco Griswold, biography, science fiction movies, The Invisible Woman. I bet that was a cracking movie. I remember The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Probably seen it, but I can't remember it. When I was in primary school, on a Saturday in the school hall, used to show movies. And they'd charge like two quid in or something. We'd just go to the cinema. <laughs> Yeah, the problem was Tallow was considered the boondocks. I mean, it's a good nine miles out from the city centre. Yeah. And the nearest cinema was at least four and a half miles away. So this way it got the kids out of the house, but supervised. <laughs> yeah. The entire town, young population, being in the cinema on a Saturday morning watching the matinees. And the latest from the Children's Film Foundation. Oh, no. Children's Film Foundation be damned. We were showing stuff like Piranha. <laughs> oh, it was about six and seven at the time. That's probably a little bit out of our... <laughs> It was late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, we were showing like Piranha, Piranha 2, Flying Fish. <laughs> and do you remember the Spider-Man TV movies? Yeah. We were showing that as well. It may be cheesy, but we grew up with the likes of The Invaders, the original BSG, Knight Rider, Street Hawk, Manimal, which I recently got off, my friend. Why? Simon McCorkindale? <laughs> I have a fond and vague and fuzzy memories of it. <laughs> desperate Measures. Oh, extreme. Now, why did history show me Desperate Measures when we should have been on Proving Ground? The image for 48 hours is that you're holding what, what I assume would normally be a glider-mounted staff weapon. Yeah, but in Tilk's meaty hands, it's nothing more than a uh, sidearm. Oh, did you post that we were about to record? Oh, so you did. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I listened to Modern Geek today. Oh, that reminds me, I must download the Nerdist. If only to hear the dulcet tones of Captain Picard. Yeah, the problem with the Nerdist is that he keeps banging the episodes out quicker than I can listen to them. Yeah, modern geek this is. They were actually telling people how to make tea. What? I was incensed. Americans, uh, Canadians, North Americans. This is how you make tea. 118 seconds in the cup, apparently. And you're supposed to pour the water in as it's boiling and leave it for 118 seconds without storing it. Just to brew. Yep. You can't make tea up uh, Everest. Well, no. One degree for every thousand feet. That was covered on QI. One of the few facts I knew beforehand. <laughs> oh, Daniel's on the ball. Daniel's already posted on Facebook in response to 48 hours. Are they crunchy? <laughs> you get a tuna packet. I did because I bought these when I was on my walk, so I took a quick deco of the best before date before I opened them. Sickypedia bot. Apparently Beyonce has Irish heritage and wants to reflect that when she names a new baby. She's going to be called this be Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's such a bad pun, I can't even be insulted by it. Right, 48 hours just to remind people... During an air fatal pursuit by ghoul gliders, Teok fails to make it through the Stargate before it's destroyed. Now she won has only 48 hours to re-establish Teok's energy signature from temporary memory of the Stargate before it's erased. For good. That's suitably dramatic. Suitably dramatic and... Cheesy. Incredibly rushed. <laughs> I tried to say it all in one breath. That was kind of yes. the point. <laughs> yeah. You could tell towards the end there I was kind of going... <laughs> <laughs> right. Line is cocked. He is indeed. Three, two, one. Clicky. <laughs> Fade in on the team running <laughs> and explosions. Yes. You know, theory, all you have to do is run between the explosions. It, it may be a little warm. Yeah, you'd think they'd overlap the fire. Well, they're missing totally, aren't they? Yes. My tilt. That's a big gun you've got. And he casually flipped it over there. <laughs> Yeah, I love them just spewing uh, little bullets. That's littering, Jack. Go on, Tilt. Run. 
Oh, two. Jack's missing too. Jack got hit there. <laughs> he did, quite literally. He actually hot him, he hurt himself when he did that stunt. Really? He's actually dazed right now. <laughs> he got all dust in his eye and everything. Oh, crap. That's an Alkesh, isn't it? Not so big a gun now, is it, Tilk? <laughs> they spent some money on this uh, scene. Oh, it's him! Oh. <laughs> that explains Tilk. Yeah, that's probably why he's not... Oh, yes. <laughs> that's a nice shot. Satisfaction. That's on a level with the uh, over-the-shoulder. Oof. Oops. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> you left someone behind, Jack. Oh, well. We got the Jafar. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, can't. Where's Teal? <laughs> Straight to the point, General. I don't know, sir. He was right behind me. And, uh... Short and pithy teaser, only two minutes. Yeah, no, not very long at all, but probably cost a small fortune. I think last week's were about six and a half. <laughs> okay, do you probably bit? Oh, bloody bit. Okay, then, 48 hours. First aired March 15th, 2002. Directed by Peter West. I'm not quite sure exactly how he pronounces it. And written by Rob C. Cooper. One of our showrunners. Yes. The episode shares its name with episodes from Valerie and Dream Team and, of course, a certain Eddie Murphy movie. Indeed. With Nick Nolte. One of the better Eddie Murphy movies. Certainly better than the sequel. Yes. The rule of sequel truly applied to that one. <laughs> and doubtless we're going to get messages about sequels that were better than the predecessors. We know about Empire Strikes Back. We know about Godfather Part 2. Thank you. There were other ones, but I didn't have time before the credits ended. Jack's got a... Uh... Colonel, are you okay? We have to go back, sir. Well done. What was your situation? We were being pursued by gliders and an Alcash. Tilk was right with me. He could still be alive. LP3X116. We'll try and raise him on his radio. Ah, David Hewlett. See a name which popped up that I recognised. Chevron 1 encoded. Sir, we should have a map standing by just in case we need a visual. Do it. Well, you look at this. This is a pretty... Uh... Heavy guest actor loaded episode. You don't want to die those. Getting an unknown error. Unknown error. Well, to be fair, at this point, they don't know, do they? Sir, should I override? Major. Gate feedback protocol means the system is detecting something wrong with the Stargate itself, not our dialing computer. Chevron 4 encoded. Like what? I don't know. It's something our computer isn't recognizing. You know, Jack didn't actually see Tilk go mm. in, so perhaps the gate so closed down and Tilk's still over the other side. The ship was coming right at us. You think it could have impacted the Stargate on the other side? And if it did? No, it really should have gone to blue screen or something. Well, I hate to say this, but if the wormhole was shut down while Tilk was en route... Jack does look a bit rough. Normally, at times, they have him doing an action scene, and then you get the close-up, and he looks pretty pretty normal. Abort the dialing procedure. Dialing sequence aborted. That's the spirit, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my software. It's a damn, damn gate. Gate network stop error. If this is the first time you've seen this error, please reset your gate. <laughs> Well, someone dials in. Well, they can always put the iris up. Yeah, but it's still a race to gate memory. Well, they don't know anything about that at the moment, really, do they? Well, they'll spoil within the episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that's seriously uh, bad luck that Tanner turns up. Get him to fall when the glider made our position. 
He came after you himself? Yeah, as you know, he and Tilke have this kind of thing between them, so... It's a shame, really. The character had enough development to last a bit longer and have a better death. I assume he got a small royalty for his image being used. Yes, possibly. That's gate travel 101. <laughs> yes, we know it is, Daniel, but you just got to, you know, get the audience up to speed. Converts it back into the matter's original form. Major. The Stargate has massive amounts of memory inside it. It's like a computer buffer. It temporarily stores the energy patterns before it reconverts them back into matter. Now, it does this to make sure that it's got all the information before it reassembles the... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> The error we're receiving from the gate seems to indicate that there is still an energy pattern stored in the memory buffer. <laughs> exposition, exposition, exposition. Yeah. In the commentary, Peter and Andrew were actually praising both Amanda and Tyrrell for how well they're able to reel off all the technobabble. Convert Teal'c's energy signature back into matter. Teal'c is in our Stargate. His energy signature, yes, stored in the memory. It's something she takes pride in. She's and uh, Hammond acting on part of the audience. <laughs> the simple explanation, please. I'm just a bald man from Texas. <laughs> he looks looks at his watch, taps it, come on. <laughs> There's worse. The Stargate has various safety protocols designed to prevent different energy signatures from getting mixed together. Now, one of the ways it does this is by erasing the memory buffer every time a new wormhole is established. You got any cliff notes for this explanation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sir, if we dial out of our gate or somebody off-world tries dialing in... We have eight teams currently on missions. Tilk's energy signature will be erased. Permanently. Yeah, this is rather a long and almost tedious sequence. Even with Daniel's facial expressions trying to get the most out of it. Yes, well, at least Daniel has more than one facial expression. You can almost see in his mind, I'm getting off this show, I've had enough of it. <laughs> Siler says his team could have it done in an hour. Or two hours if he has to explain it. <laughs> When the Russians had their DHD connected to their Stargate, it, it became the dominant gate on Earth. Exactly. All incoming wormholes automatically went there. I'll call the Pentagon. I'll go find out how long we have before the next SG team is due back. Whoa, that was, uh... They're welding the arrows. Hang on. She hasn't mentioned the arrows, but the transcript doesn't say it. They're welding the arrows in place to, make, to stop any incoming wormholes now without having to actually activate the computer. Yes, sir. We have eight teams off-world. We have to get home. It's a temporary situation we hope to have resolved as quickly as possible. That's it, General. Always be optimistic, mm -hmm. especially when you're talking to your boss. I'll get our best man for the job on a plane right away. That's you, Daniel. Run, run. <laughs> you're going to get volunteers. Yes, indeed. Uh, scheduled report in 1,600 hours. Less than an hour from now. Will the hours be in place? They're working as fast as they can. The best man I was talking about is you. We need a liaison in Russia to help coordinate our interests. Back a back. You even have an hour. <laughs> yep, so you're going to be on a plane for the next 15 or 16 hours. <laughs> and probably not a commercial airliner either. Well, maybe an SR-71, so a plane for the next two hours. The thing's going to take a passenger. Carter? Sir, are you okay? Oh, a couple stitches, concussion, nausea, dizziness, the usual. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. They land in the UK and then ferry them over, but I don't think they'd want to land one of them in Russia or it'd never come out again. I read a pretty Forsyth-style book where they did. <laughs> Bless your character for not trying to explain it to Jack. Well, in order to overcome the lack of a DHD, we had to create a proper interface between the gate and our computer. We generated a series of instructions based on electrical impulses to which the gate's control crystals would respond. Now, these were found mostly by trial and error over a great deal of time. 
What we need to do now is find a series of impulses that will instruct the gate to override one of its primary functions. He's trying to be helpful. <laughs> Glaze eyes over. Can I get you some coffee? Dummy mode engaged. Yeah, coffee. You can get coffee. <laughs> the truth is, the gate may not even be capable of doing what we need it to do. Which is what? Resume a reintegration process that was cut off prematurely. Carter, my head. Sir, I'm sorry. But the more I go through this, the more I'm becoming concerned that we may not even be able to get Tilk back. <laughs> yes, he is injured. Small words. You've got the feeling that Robert likes writing this sort of stuff because, <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't mind exposition, but that's, that's two lots of it in very short space of time. That is, of course, stock footage, uh, and not part of Vancouver that we haven't seen before. <laughs> that is what the Americans would call Moscow. Not ominous music in the background. Dear God, I just want to see how this next word in the transcript is pronounced. Go on, try it. Then we can compare and contrast. I'm not trying to pronounce it. <laughs> it's Z-D-R-A-V-T-S-V-I-T-Y-E. Ah, fair enough. I'm not pronouncing that. Hello. with you, Major Davis. Dr. Jackson. I trust you had a pleasant trip? As possible under the circumstances. Yes, yes, an unfortunate problem. Please, sit down. General Chekhov and Major Davis. Hang on, didn't he get killed on the Shin World? Mm, no. No, that was uh, Carter's most husband. Ambassador Flaxen. Technical glitch had somehow trapped one of your team inside the inner workings of the Stargate. That's pretty much all we know at the moment. Then it seems that we are not the only ones incapable of handling every situation the Stargate may present after all. Ooh, snap. <laughs> He's been waiting to say that line ever since he realised uh, Daniel was coming. Right. This is uh, Gary Chalk playing Colonel Chekhov and Colin Cunningham playing Paul Davis, recently seen in Falling Skies, of course. Despite appearances, our participation in this effort is not one of good faith, Dr. Jackson. The Russian military is not here to do your bidding. I wasn't suggesting you were. Your government seems to think it can dictate protocol in all matters regarding Stargate technology. Our governments do have a deal. One which has been blatantly ignored by both sides, wouldn't you agree? It is technically and logistically impossible to run concurrent Stargate programs, Colonel. By the sounds of it, it may be impossible not to, Major. <laughs> yes. Think? Nothing wrong with a bit of capitalism, is it, comrade? Oops. Oh, dear. That's not a good thing. Yeah, this episode is a little wordy. No, he's... He's not going to play ball. I thought the Russians played very good football. Colonel. Wake up, Jack. Your back will kill you when you do. Trust me, I speak from experience. Colonel. Go home. <laughs> wake, wake you up to go home. <laughs> I'm all right, sir. Just got five minutes of quality sleep. <laughs> that long. Everything that can be done is being done. Or at least go to the ready room <laughs> or something, or uh, one of the state rooms. You know, this wouldn't be happening if he had followed orders. It's a damn Jaffa revenge thing. Get some rest, Colonel. That's an order. I say, Jack, there's no point worrying about it till he's always been that way. Mm. At some point or another, he was going to get his revenge if the opportunity arose. Colonel Simmons. Ah, John. And a remarkably young... Dear God. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Fresh-faced. He's 25, though. <laughs> the doctor has been studying the Stargate program out of Area 51 for 
over a year now. Without access to a working gate? I had a virtual computer model that was built when the second gate was there. Well, I'm sure it's a thrill to be here to see the real thing. You've got the smog expression. He can't help himself, can he? Not really. I'm super. The Pentagon feels that Dr. McKay has become the world's foremost expert on the gate. Next to Major Carter. Well, with all due respect, Major, you spend most of your time in the field. Major Carter spent two years working on the gate prior to her five years of service at the SGC. She's the one who made this program viable. Actually, the interface she designed is full of flaws. <laughs> well, I admit it's not perfect, but it's certain... It has caused numerous unnecessary situations, any of which could have ended in catastrophe. <laughs> oh, dear. He's pretty much an annoying little <laughs> from the get-go. I'm glad they wrote him more sympathetically in the other series. And the two of them might be able to work together to solve this problem to get Teal'c back in one piece, in the time allotted. Oh, that's not good. Excuse me? In the time allotted? 48 hours. The transcript described that McKay line as interrupting rudely. Like most things McKay says, and will say, it's right. He's accurate, yes. Yes, but just because he's right doesn't mean he's not a gobshite. <laughs> I don't care who you are or who you work for. You will not come into my facility and dictate procedure to me. Oh, General, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just bringing you your orders. Teal'c is an invaluable asset. Without him, you might very well not be sitting there supposedly representing your country. We're all aware of his contributions as well as his questionable allegiances. Now, this operation, we've lost a lot of good Americans. You're not going to tell me that you hold Teal'c's life above one of our own people, are you? Teal'c is one of our own, and his life is not lost yet. Maybe not, but my sources tell me that all the off-world teams are home safe. Maybe you could include that little short musical sting after uh, he says 48 hours. I don't want Fox coming after me. You think Fox ain't coming after you for this already? Well, I don't care about Fox. They've got nothing to do with Stargate. You really think three seconds doesn't fall under fair use? So these people are either going to have to come up with a solution in the next two days, or you will be ordered to resume sending teams through the gate. I love the way Simmons just came into the office, flopped down, settled right in. He is totally confident in his position. Hmm. It's annoying, isn't it, when your enemies take what you've said in good faith and screw you with it. Hmm. Your off-world allies? Allies of Earth. As long as our gate is connected, Dr. Jackson, we, as in the Russian people, are vulnerable to attack. We are here to ensure that the orders agreed upon by our respective leaders are carried out. We're not here to negotiate with you, Colonel. On the contrary, Major, that is exactly why you are here. Oh, dear. Very confrontational episode, isn't it? Yes, and very talky. I mean, that's why I preferred Proving Ground. Proving Ground just rocked along. This episode yeah. is already going. Do we still have half an hour left? Exposition, exposition, exposition. I suppose you're looking at it, Robert's written it as a pivotal episode as it expands upon the Russian presence in the Stargate program. Hi, Jack. Hey, maybe I'll... <laughs> you rat bastard! Hey, 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 hey! Take it easy! I'm so gonna kick your ass! Look, there's people watching! I don't care! Oh, God. <laughs> there is two tons of steel in between them. I think Mabel may just be safe. Because <laughs> Jack isn't armed at the moment. <laughs> I swear, Jack. Well, then who did it? I don't know. What do you know? Just what I read in the NID file, that you got shot in the gold escape. <laughs> I like my brother. I like the woman in the background looking at him. <laughs> this was actually shot on a street corner with a highway right next to it, so they had to keep stopping and starting because of the noise of the traffic. I suppose at this stage, they didn't have the muscle or the resources to actually close the highway down for a couple of hours. And the warning part? Watch out for Frank Simmons. I think we figured that out already. Yes. <laughs> we go back. 
I don't exactly know what he's up to, but I can guarantee you, it isn't going to be good for Tilk or the SGC. Great. I'll be in down for a couple of days. I'd like to see how things turn out. If you need me, I'm at the Accent Inn, checked in under the name of Cassidy. David or Sean? Butch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Simmons says you're the one who sullied the good name of the NID. The NID had a good name? Do you believe that? To be honest, they've done nothing but screw everybody over, even before the NID no. existed as the NID. Trust me, Jack. I know him well. I'm the one who recruited him. Trust me, Jack. I mean, seriously. How lucky is anyone to trust Maybor? You can trust him to be a cheating, selfish, self-obsessed bastard. But other than that... Major. Doctor. I guess that we got off on the wrong foot. To what probability factor did you use figuring that out? You know, the transcript should note the heavy layer of sarcasm Carrie <laughs> used there. But I sensed a little tension there. I'm on the Air Force payroll. I report directly to the Chief of Staff. Ah, well, that changes everything. I just uh, wanted to give you my honest analysis, Major. It is a waste of time to assume that you're right about everything. I just thought we'd get past that. Leaving more time to devote to your fan club. It's almost, you know, trying to apologize in his own unique way. Your computer system ignores 220 of the 400 feedback signals the gate can emit during any given dialing sequence. It is a fluke that you picked up the buffer warning. For that matter, I'm surprised that you even bothered aborting the dialing sequence despite the error. He's got a point. What is that supposed to mean? I've read the reports, Major. You've ignored error data and bypassed dialing protocols on several occasions to get a lock. To be fair, you'd have thought maybe at some point Sam would have improved the dialing program, the hardware that goes with it. Otherwise, get out of my lab. Well? Carter. They almost destroyed a whole world because of the ignored safety protocols. They did destroy a star. What did they say? They said the glitch probably occurred because we don't have a DHD. They said a local DHD would have compensated for the loss of power and allowed the gate to finish the reintegration process. Well, if the DHD could have prevented the problem, maybe the DHD can also fix it. Talk faster, that course costing a fortune. Mind you, the Russians are probably billing them for it. This is impossible at the moment. Not without giving back Alaska. <laughs> Sorry. What, you're reading ahead again? Sorry, that's for warned us that connecting a DHD now might not be the way to get Tilk out of the memory. It could impose the reset protocol, same as dialing in would. Yeah. So how do the Tokers suggest we fix the problem? Well, there's not that much in Alaska. I got a very strong argument from certain females that Alaska is part of America, and I said, no, it's not. It's a separate country. It's not attached. It's true. It's not attached. But let's not get into our particular uh, separate country, but not a separate country, but not attached thing, which just occurred <laughs> to me when I mentioned it. Thank you. I will. Can I come in? Do I have a choice? Of course you can. <laughs> I'll shut the door as well. This is uh, his used car salesman mode. You have less than 32 hours. You didn't close the door just to tell me that, did you, Colonel? You know, the way I see it, General, despite their combined brain powers, Major Carter and Dr. McKay are not going to be able to solve this problem in the time allotted. I'm working on extending that. Yes, and he's... Uh, we all know what he's hinting at here. Oh, yeah, smooth and extra smug. Yeah, at least McKay's smugness is purely from uh, intellectual arrogance. Sims is just a dick. <laughs> What's important is that this information is not going to be for free. Are you speaking officially on behalf of the NID? Because I can't believe what I'm hearing. Why don't we just stick to the point, General? 
I'm trying to count how many crimes you might be committing right now, Colonel. <laughs> General, the way I see it, you have two options. You can either give me what I want, a small token compared to what's at stake, at least for you, or I guess you could pick up the phone and call your superiors and report this conversation, at which point I would deny everything. I'm thinking of having you arrested this instant. <laughs> well, you go ahead. And I guarantee you, you'll never see Teal'c again. I mean, the fact that now he's kind of operating outside of even the NID, mm -hmm. this is pretty much his own little, little secret. You've got the feeling that whoever he works with, whoever he works for, doesn't know what he's doing right here, right now. I doubt it. I can't imagine he would be. Oh, no, I mean, he's taking a huge risk, even mm -hmm. broaching this subject with the general. If I was General Hammond, I'd have everything in this office recorded anyway, on general principles, especially when dealing with the NID and the senator. Ah, yeah. oh, yes, Kinsey. The ongoing problem with Kinsey. What? Simmons. I can make sure he's never a problem again. I'm already wanted for treason. Be my pleasure, Jack. <laughs> They're going <laughs> to hang me anyway. I'll, I'll just shoot him. Bet it was him who shot you. What's with the shorts? And Mabel. He likes those shirts. The son of a bitch really stood there in Hammond's office and blackmailed him right to his face. Obviously, the general likes Tilk, but would he do anything to save Tilk? Especially when the saving is a low probability anyway. A Gould hand device. Might as well be admitting that they have the gold that escaped. We're hoping. Why? Because he might tell us what he told Simmons. Jack rather took yeah. that well, unless already suspected as much. I suppose Simmons coming clean about having the gourd kind of put all the pieces yeah. together, knowing that Jack wouldn't do anything because he wants Tilt back. Oh. We even allowed you to send out another team on a new reconnaissance mission. We expect nothing less than everything on that list in return. Your government agreed to allow us to use your gay period. It, it mentioned nothing of any, any demands. Russia! will not stand by and allow you to operate your program without our direct involvement. We demand that a Russian team be permanently stationed at your base, that all mission files will go through our on-site officer, and that all technologies procured and developed as a result of Stargate travel, past, present and future, will be shared equally. Come on, Davis, be a bit more flexible. Or what? Again, the Americans have been screwing the Russians over every chance they get. Political winds change, Major. And don't forget... With the DHD, we can ensure that our base has the dominant operational gate. And by Russia, he means you me. <laughs> yes. Sir, that what you are talking about could be interpreted as an act of war. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. How can the United States go to war over something its people know nothing about? It wouldn't be unprecedented, Colonel. Oh, come on, Major. Just remind you, you're in Russia. Don't make those sort of threats or accusations. <laughs> I am being annoying. I doubt the guy's even Russian. He's probably an American putting on the Russian accent. Gary Chalk's Canadian. Yeah, so he's not even American. No one said exactly what it would take to buy you out in full right now. Dr. Jackson. No, no, he has a good point, Major. The problem is, Dr. Jackson, that without full disclosure of technologies already procured by the SGC, it may be impossible to determine a reasonable price. Americans going to war over something they don't know nothing about, or perhaps going to war over something that didn't actually exist. Now, ring any recent bells, people? <laughs> Quite prophetic, isn't it? Yes. Didn't the NID trace you down the last time you did this? Oh, well, this time I'm using a link-up that's bouncing off five different satellites. If they pick something up, tracing it'll make them dizzy for a month. What are we looking for? The NID have several bases for their special ops throughout the country. 
Call them safe houses. Now, this is an actual motel room, not mm-hmm. a set. Cheap ass. Is that a Dayu microwave? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Because yeah, I think I had that model downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had it for eight years before it went bang. Considering the thing cost me less than 100 quid, it wasn't bad. But any official NID action has to be filed with the Pentagon. Same as any branch of the military. So if Simmons used an NID plane to visit our snakehead, then the flight plan was registered. Wouldn't that be stupid? The situation with Tilk provided Simmons with a unique opportunity. But the Pentagon's deadline didn't give him much time. Besides NID, flight plans are classified information. And there aren't many people who would know the current location of every NID safe house in the country. Now, this motel is actually directly across the road from the Bridge Studios, where they do the filming. They had a bit of trouble because they weren't allowed to remove one of the walls like they can normally do on a set. He diverted to Minot on his way to Colorado Springs. North Dakota ain't exactly on the way. Careless about whoever's the system administrator. It makes being a covert operative so much easier when you've got all the passcodes. You think they changed passcodes? You would have thought so, especially after he hacked in the last time. Do you have any idea how much excess energy one of those blasts gives off? Seriously, come on, people. More cake, less jelly. As a matter of fact, I do. Now, what we need to do is find a way to establish an event horizon without the vortex. <laughs> it's impossible. I've seen it done before. Not by magical fairy beams. Some sticky buns or something, anything. <laughs> Split. <laughs> so it is. I am mortally allergic to citrus. One drop of lemon and I could die. Chicken and mash. <laughs> so that would be a yes. <laughs> yes. That is Ken Phelan. Yeah. Or looking fry cook. Well, I say that because the be look he good. gives McKay at the end, you think there's got to be more to it than just it's McKay. Look at that. Mm. If I could have spat in your food, I would have done so. <laughs> I get the impression he fancies character and he's been holding the torch for her for a while. Is that what we're implying in that little five-second scene? I have no idea. You get to eat meals with character. I just get the <laughs> server. Shockingly, this is even worse than it looks, but... Um... It beats a hypoglycemic reaction. I like the way, looking back now, even his citrus allergy was referenced. Yeah, I mean, pretty much fifth line. Yeah. I get the impression they planned to bring this character back. It's hard to tell, really, isn't it? I mean, either they just wrote a very good standalone character with plenty of scope for development if and when they wanted to use him again. Even if you managed to create a viable event horizon without connecting to a wormhole, you'd never get the gate to reintegrate Teal. Why not? The crystals that retain the energy pattern before reintegration, they're not like magnetic hard drives. I know. They're crystals. We can't just ignore the laws of thermodynamics. Entropy dictates that the crystals won't retain their energy patterns permanently. I've measured it. It's what's called quantitative evidence. I think the energy itself is unimportant past its initial imprint on the crystals. And this fantasy is based on... More talky-talky. <laughs> the crystals. <laughs> no matter what Carter does, he just won't appreciate her intellect. So even though the energy is dissipating, the most recent pattern still exists. Use respect. We're dealing with a level of quantum physics here that is way beyond us. More than a third of the energy pattern that the gate requires to reintegrate Tilt, it's already gone. I don't think so. It's probably fortunate that Carter isn't armed. Although she does have a fork and a knife in her hand. And McKay is just shoveling his stew in. But I say you won't like what comes out. Well, we'll see. Major, Tilk is dead. And this argument is a waste of time because the Pentagon is going to order Hammond to resume operations in, what, like 16 hours? That's how they came up with the 48-hour deadline, isn't it? You told them Tilk would already be dead. That's why it's called a deadline. Okay, he's Ian Dick. He was mildly entertaining briefly. God, you're a jerk. I wish I didn't find you so attractive. <laughs> of course I. <laughs> I always had a real weakness for 
dumb blondes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yes, hard to feel any kind of uh, positive emotion towards McKay. No, you really don't, do you? Yeah, that looks like an embassy building. It didn't actually tell us the location of this building, except it's in the Shaughnessy district in uh, Vancouver. Same buildings used for the Russian embassy and this safe house. Mm. Actually, it was vacant at the time, which allowed him to film there. Mm. In fact, that looks like Carter's lab redressed. Everything's Carter's lab redressed. (laughs) (laughs) That's an awful lot of screens to watch. It isn't it. You have to leave the room to do that? No, you don't. Squirrel! We have a breach in the perimeter section R9. I got it. It's probably that damn squirrel again. You better take back up, Joe. Joe, report. Yeah, when you lose contact with someone, mate, that's uh, time to stop worrying. Joe. Paul, check on Joe. Take Peter. We're on it. Peter, Paul. <laughs> you would think it'd come on automatically. Seriously. We have a power failure here at home base. I'm switching to backup generator. Hey, seriously, where's Luke and John? <laughs> Was the biblical reference deliberate? We have a red alert. Backup generator is down. System is inoperational. Repeat, the system is down. Rob, get to the generator. Find out what's going on. Hello, Mr. Conrad. Report. What's going on? There we go. Mm-hmm. So much for a safe ass when uh, Jack and Mayborn can infiltrate, take out the guards. Whoa. <laughs> That, that was nice. That, that was a nice effect, the thing flying through the uh, dark there. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Okay, Jack, I'm in. Hit it. Well, Jack's been busy, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a happy camper. <laughs> you got two guys left guarding the gold. <laughs> Nervous much? He looks nervous. Yes. He's over there. He's towards the... uh... (laughs) I like it, though. The weapon's fire came from the right, and he's pointing his gun to the left. Hmm. We meet again? Yeah. Now what? Now you're going to tell me what I want to know. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Well, Davis is not a happy camper. Look, all I'm saying is that they did what we asked on good faith. Now all they're asking for in return is what we already promised to give them. Well, he's coming from this from a purely military standpoint, and he's kind of surrounded by the Russian machine at the moment. Mm -hmm. And they might as well know that we are never going to turn over refined weapons-grade Nakwa. I'm talking about Nakwa generator technology, a clean and safe source of power. Which requires refined Nakwa to work. Daniel, being a civilian, is a little bit more flexible. Indeed. Yeah, so they could blow us up 200 times over instead of just 100. What difference does it make? Probably a bit idealistic. It's <laughs> a good point. They don't need Nakwa to blow us up. They can use the nuclear weapons they have. You already owe them the generator technology anyway, along with everything else we found using the Stargate. No, 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 no. The point is we are not giving them the generator technology and they're not giving us the DHD. Can't you stipulate that we supervise how the Nakwa is being used? They want to monitor our use of the gate. 
That's not the point. Like David says, one Nakwita bomb can do the job of a couple of hundred nukes. Isn't a more economically stable Russia better for everyone? We don't know who they'll turn around and sell the technology to. So all this time we've been using the gate to save the world, we've really only been saving the good old U.S. of A, huh? Damn it, Daniel, we don't even know for sure if the DHD will even save Tilk. Nakwita generator technology is years from practical widespread implementation. In the meantime, we get the DHD and prevent the Russians from ever holding their gate over us ever again. On the commentary, the DP, Andrew Wilson, were talking about how they actually got this set both in night and day. They had to use extensive lighting to make it look darker. They used natural light for the uh, daytime scenes, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, you know, the Russian base or the Russian building, you know, is very warm, very comfortable looking. Whereas the Americans, theirs seems to be more utilitarian. Well, yes, well, the Russian, it's sort of a hangover from sort of old imperialist Russia. You know, the, the senior party officials had it really comfortable. Yes, that is true. No queuing up for six hours for a loaf of bread for them. No, they had servants to do that for them. <laughs> well, they, didn't they have special shops that only committee members could go to? Not only did they have special shops, there was a lane, a two-lane highway in the centre of the street, which only official government Zill limousines could travel on. <laughs> Thought our bus lane screwed us over. <laughs> What makes you think I care if you live or die? What about the host? He tried to kill a friend of mine to save his own ass, so I don't much care about him either. If you kill me, Teal dies. (laughs) Okay, I will shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if you don't tell me what I want, Teal dies. Now they, they let Nearty go, so why don't they do a deal right now? Give me another choice. Well, you could always kick him in the nuts, Jack. Yes. <laughs> Let me go. Once I am free, I will contact you with the information. I think Teal could rather I shoot you. Oh, go ahead. Come on, you can do better than that, Mr. Gould. Colonel Simmons was really much better at this than you. He at least offered something of value in return for what I know. Ooh. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, that's pretty much saying we've talked about this and oh look, there's a camera there. <laughs> Thank you. Magnetic locks by the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Although the power went. Fargo's magnetic locks remain in a locked position. Do they? Ah. Didn't know that. They'll only unlock if the fire line goes off. Oh the FBI cut so. the power. This is Agent Johnson. No, the other one. We've been from two days ago. Got it. Ah, VHS. So let's use the middle one in this bank of six. <laughs> it's what you want. Not everything. Oh, come on, lad. Nothing's <laughs> going to satisfy him. Throw in some Celine Dion tickets or something. He looks a type. Allow our team full access to your base and all information relating to the Stargate. Uh, that ain't gonna happen, mate. <laughs> it's almost as if Chekhov doesn't really want to play ball at all. Uh, I'm gonna use that phrase again. This is not a negotiation. You know damn well we need that DHD right now. Someone's life is at stake here, a very good friend of mine. And that DHD could help save him. 
Now, when your Russian team went missing, SG-1, along with that friend, went along to try and rescue them. Yes, and in the process, three more Russian soldiers died. That's not our fault. Is his name actually General Chekhov? Yes, that is General Chekhov. Oh, dear God. There are only so many Russian names that the American television can use. So, Shubinitsa is out. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Look, lend us your DHD. He is still holding the death of his team over him even if he accepts the report as being accurate and genuine. Please. His personnel died on that mission, and the SG-1 did not. Sir, Daniel just called. The Russians have agreed to loan us the DHD temporarily. <laughs> Note, loan. <laughs> no. I've just been ordered to resume normal operation of this base by the President. Sir. SG-2 is prepping for a recon mission to P-4C-796. Sir, you can't. I need more time. I've been given a direct order. Well, they could take a couple of hours to prep. Prep time is variable, and you'd still be obeying the orders of your commander-in-chief. If I resign now, I have no control over who will be running this facility an hour from now. Mm. Is that enough time? Yeah, they're kind of screwed, aren't they, really, (laughs) at this point? No. Tell me what else I can do. I need peas. You need peas? Yes, I need peas. Tinned peas. Oh, tinned I have bread, which will suffice to carbohydrate. I have lamb burgers. I don't have anything vegetable preference week on, which I don't think goes well with that. Another female SG member. Delegate. Hmm. I didn't even see her. While you were talking about peas, you were probably occupied. <laughs> food. <laughs> peas needs food. Oh, dear. They remind me to turn the wobbly off. The what? You're definitely going to leave that in. <laughs> I'm sure you can find an appropriate point in the episode to drop that little sentence in. Major, there's a call for you from Colonel O'Neill. He says it's urgent. Thank you. Oh, we don't see any uh, Miss Westerholm very often. Yeah. Chevron 5 encoded. You have to abort. Stand down, Major. Sir, Colonel O'Neill has obtained the information we need to save Teal. Chevron 6 encoded. And he has evidence that will incriminate Colonel Simmons. He's lying. Abort the dialing sequence. Airman, arrest Colonel Simmons. This is preposterous. Take him away. If he resists, shoot him. That's that's a spirit, General. If he doesn't walk fast enough, shoot him. Okay, hang on a minute. Yeah. The phone rang. She went to answer it. She had a chat with Jack, and she come back to tell these all in the space of about two chevrons knocking. Mm-hmm. That's in the space of four chevrons, darling. Put it this way, Jack still spoke pretty darn quick. Mm. You could admire Simmons. He seemed very comfortable sitting right next to the ghoul, even with probably armed guards outside. Well, theoretically... What, are you insane? He's a ghoul. He wants you to destroy yourself. Look, if you remove the master control crystal, there's nothing to regulate the energy distribution. You get stray current flowing in the wrong conduit, and the whole gate could explode. That true? Well, technically, it's possible, sir. <laughs> yes, McKay. <laughs> Remember that. But we could take steps to ensure you are, that... You are a certifiable whack job, you know that? And you're no better if you listen to her. It's a wild guess. Her judgment is being clouded by her personal feelings. Tilk is toast. He's history. If you ever had a chance at all, you've just blew it. You try this harebrained scheme and you blow yourself up for nothing. No way I'm hanging around for that. Your plane leaves for Russia in an hour, Doctor. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Your new assignment is to supervise the development of Russia's Nakwada generator program. I am not going to Russia. You know what the food is like in Russia? <laughs> Besides, I'm a civilian. I don't have to do what you say. Well, as long as you're on the Air Force payroll. You... <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> this really sucks. Oh, uh, bye-bye, Meredith. Yes. Major. 
do what you have to do. Yes, sir. He's off. <laughs> and please don't blow the base up. <laughs> yes. Lots of copper. They may not blow the base up, but if memory serves, they both the DHD. There's our silent. Sir? It's true. The uh, most advanced technology seems to be the simplest. Just assume a new agey crystal. The base has been evacuated of all non-essential personnel. You can proceed, Major. Sir. Hey, you sure you want to be in there for this? Not really, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> you, Siler. <laughs> sir, if the gate blows up, it Poor will matter Siler. where we are on the base. <laughs> yeah, so perhaps I'll... Uh... <laughs> right. Not too late to change your mind about leaving. I will stay. Do it. It's a good point, though. Would you want to be watching this right from that room or behind some safety glass? Or a thousand miles away? I'd rather be about 50 levels back. <laughs> okay, it's uh, sparkly. Yes. <laughs> Nice. No kawoosh. No kawoosh, because the kawoosh would yes. reset the game. Considering this is a Tilk episode, we mm. don't see much of Tilk. <laughs> no, it's an episode about Tilk. About Tilk, not, not with Tilk. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Oops, a daisy. Well, that never happened in any of the simulations. Right, ADHD. The Russian guy doesn't look happy, does he? Kosh. That does look a bit like Kosh, doesn't it? Tilk, <laughs> buddy. You all right? Indeed. Tilk, as far as you know, what just happened? I have my revenge. Danik is dead. Indeed. <laughs> Very fitting. That's nice. I'm happy for you. It's good to see you in one piece, Tilk. Yes. We thought we lost you again. You sure you're feeling perfectly normal? Yes. What has transpired here? Well, believe it or not, you owe your life to a ghoul. Never. Oh, yes. It's been a good day for Tilk. <laughs> today would have been a good day today. Yeah, Tilk looked puzzled. Yes, you've been in the gate for two days. <laughs> Come on, doesn't that look like Kosh after he got blew up? Let me round. And that was 48 hours. Yes, now I'm going to check if I can see Kosh. How <laughs> that? Well, to an extent. Yeah, the shower curtain. Mm. Yeah, I kind of stopped listening to the Babylon 5 podcast. I was listening to too many. Now I've got it down to basically none. That's terrible. Okay then, 48 hours. As we said in the episode itself, it's a very talky episode. Perhaps too much. I'm a fan of exposition when it serves a purpose, but I think they were going over the same ground far too often. Yes, indeed. It felt long. It did, didn't it? Last week's episode felt short. Yeah. I say it's strange from uh, Rob C. Cooper, but again, a pivotal arc episode. As we see in this, the rest of the season, the Russians make, you know, make more of the presence known, and this had to happen, I suppose. And, of course, it removes any threat of the Russians actually operating a gate system at Although I feel sorry for the general that he's going to explain to the... We lent them the GHD and they blew it up. They blew it up. We didn't even get Alaska. <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible. Come try ya! 
that's pretty much it. Next episode we record, which I intend to be later this week, assuming I can get a free evening, is Summit. A truce has been declared amongst the ghouls. The warlords can attend a summit on the future of universe domination. Since Jackson speaks fluent <laughs> ghouls, he is sent to the summit disguised as an aide. The real mission is to poison the delegates, in which we see a return of a certain blonde actress. And a certain system lord. Yes. We see a hell of a lot of people. It's another very guest star heavy episode, same as this one. But not heavy guest stars. No, not heavy guest stars. <laughs> None of the Deloise brothers. Then. Ooh. <laughs> Let's face it, what are the odds that actually hear this? <laughs> and so what? Kudos if they actually contacted us. Your job is to get close enough to use this. You're talking about taking out the entire gold leadership? I am going to take this weapon and destroy them. They appear to be amassing a few troops. It's time to release the poison. Daniel Jackson. Richard Dean Anderson stars O'Neill on the next Stargate SG-1. Just say the word. Open the iris. On the subject of contact, we have feedback. Thomas, in response to, I suppose, episode 100, and uh, to a certain extent, the podcast generally. The episode of The Tomb is definitely one that sets up storylines later. I do agree, there's one episode that can easily be forgotten because it was not that great. Great job, guys. Keep it up. And here is looking to our big podcast. Sent from his evil device. Yes, as you may have noticed, we're reading we're reading this out a bit late because we've already done his big podcast and it's been mm. released. But never mind. <laughs> we also got an email from John, a new listener. Hello, guys. Not sure if I made the deadline for the contest, but I have to try. You did, uh, and you were in the draw. Also, want to say I really enjoy the podcast. Stargate is one of my all-time favourite sci-fi TV shows. So please keep going, John from Philly. Cheers, John. If you haven't listened to episode 100 for some reason, the winner is in there. And Mike won't even tell me. I have to listen to it. <laughs> I'd say we only ended up with eight entries. Which is good. I mean, as Aaron has said, if, the, if you looked at the numbers for who downloads the podcast and you look at the number of people who actually actively participate. Yeah. Okay, we have a few ads which have come in since we've... Uh... Okay, I'm not going to read the stuff at the Enterprise uh, theme tune. <laughs> To remind you folks, this Saturday our poll is out. Feel free to vote. It's linkable from the Facebook page and I also assume the website. Yep, it's working via every means, which is something Paul Daddy refused to do. I voted, by the way. I picked Proving Ground. Still my favourite episode. You voted first. Quite possibly. Yeah. Well, you gave out to me two seasons ago for not voting at all. So. Well, you did tweet about it, didn't you? Well, For a brief moment, your vote was the only one that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. DVDW2, David Dwight Jr. mentions Save the Stargate with a linky. Uh, Argon's Girl. Oh, okay, no, that's about uh, for his uh, theme tune. And Balpuff19 has gone slightly mental. This is Michael, by the way. Justin to prove the ground and thank you for the mention. I didn't catch what you said. Was it Hovian? And yes, Hovian, as in a fan of Doctor Who. Accepted term. And then he's promoting uh, us. What a good podcast listen for sci-fi fans. And he's added another three people along with us. He says, didn't realise Boom was in this episode. We'll dig it out and watch it again. Good cast, guys. That was on the 13th. It certainly caught me off guard. When you said that, I was like, what? <laughs> Bad Wolf 19 again. I've already done an SG-1 and SGA. Rewatch now with you on audio listen. Q, when SGA comes along, are you going to do his broadcast? Yeah, we're going to alternate. That was my plan anyway. Yeah, that is a plan. Especially uh, you'll be hip deep in Doctor Who. And I may reinstigate phase cast. 
purely to try and capture the almost impossibility of the number of podcasts that the king of podcasting is on. <laughs> we love you, Kevin, really. And then he has, I get your reference now. So I'm assuming these were all tweeted during his listen of episode 100. I don't know exactly when. They're all dated the 13th of September. Yeah. On Facebook, there is some feedback on the poll. I said, voted, ergo, my episode is winning as no one else has voted yet. Colon, capital D. Pain in the beeping arse. Gave up on poll daddy and now trying Twitpole, which still has issues with WordPress. David says, one more extreme, hands down. And then says, voted. Woohoo, at least it's working across Facebook, Twitter and WordPress now. Thomas Schott says, voted with only two exclamation marks. And then I come in with, "Mm, my IP address was rotated, it may let me vote again. I chose not to. I can't (laughs) speak for others. Right, and I said, voted, no contest for me really. And Adriana said, refusing to vote until after I've read recaps for the rest of the season. To which you replied, You don't have to vote until you've watched all the episodes, although we may record the season recap before the finale is released, depending upon scheduling. We definitely will, even with me in Germany. Adriana says, I've seen all the episodes, just need a reminder. I don't know if that's a dig at me or not. <laughs> then we have what appears to be a conversation between you and Miles on your Wood Teok by Star Wars on Blu-ray. Miles says, Probably not. I read A, the second SG-1 novel, and even though it's a novel, Teok wasn't happy with the new Star Wars movie. Jennifer says, probably if he's never had it before. Tilk doesn't double dip. Still got his VHS. Jennifer Maggio says, I still have my VHS too, and I am glad I held on to them for the original version of anything. I can't believe in the stores the new version is $79 to $89. I was like, what are they, crazy? Sent from my iPod, clearly. Star Wars on VHS was the first thing I won in a magazine competition. Gave it to my nephew back when I had my lasers. Probably in a landfill now. Daniel, addressing me, says, the more Deloise, the better. I always say, right, Alan? And Miles replies, this was ridiculous and over the top, which sort of presumes he's not going to say the next thing, which is, it was brilliant. You know, the show <laughs> is good when I can poke fun at himself. I'm with Daniel. More Deloise is the better. I replied, truth to be told, Stargate poked fun at itself in little ways all the time. And even the whole genre took a ribbing. They just went to town with the 100th episode. Enjoyed it more than I'd previously, but doesn't make my top 10. Now the 200th ep, dot, dot, dot. Thomas Shot. Good episode, definitely. One for the history books, I say. Lol. Daniel listening now. Uh, so you're finally caught up. No more strange occurrences cons- conspiring to deny you. Daniel, thankfully. Daniel actually emailed us asking about our, 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 our <laughs> RSS feed. I wondered if something had gone a bit haywire with it, but uh, we checked it, everything seemed okay, and other people were getting it. As it turned out, it was Daniel. <laughs> so it wasn't iTunes. And then they had a power cut while they were listening to an episode. <laughs> what, streaming? Probably, either from uh, the website or something, I don't know. Or his battery died or something. That's it for feedback. Interesting. The transcript prefers next week's episode of Summit Part 1. Well, it's another one of those two-parter with different names. Did they Have they ever done a two-parter with the same name? Mobius was parts one and two, wasn't it? Okay. Well, RDA was on SG-1. He was... Yeah, because it finished on the, his cabin. Wasn't he the general at that point? That was the end of Series 8, so that's when he left, wasn't it? Officially, or unofficially, depending upon how you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Well, as we said, that were uh, 48 hours. Bloody brain. Food deprived. Okay then, folks. That was 48 hours. Next week, the summit. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com Thank you.